Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. And we are on episode number 71. I just like to take the time and make a shout out to my international audience. We have listeners in several different countries around the world. And so those that are listening in Germany and Ireland and Canada, in the United Kingdom and Russia and Trinidad and Tanzania, Zimbabwe, Singapore, France and Belgium. And of course, always listeners in the United States. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Uh, weekly and for continuing to support this podcast. Well, I've been doing a series and a teaching on the coming of the Antichrist. And I've just been so excited uh, as I've been studying uh, about this particular topic. One thing that I know and understand is that a lot of times in ministry, um, pastors shy away from teaching on the end times. Um, sometimes it's just for, for lack of knowledge concerning the end times, but it's one of those topics that they don't like to tackle. So I like to always tackle the difficult topics because um, just like the book of Revelation, a lot of people don't want to look there because, oh, it's scary, but really it is not. Once you understand um, the, uh, you know, like the, the, the symbolic things and, and the uh, figurative language and all that kind of stuff is very, makes very much good plain sense. And um, it lets you know that if you are a believer, that you have nothing to fear. And I think it's so very important that we as believers know our future, that we know our future and that we are definitely living in the last of the last days that um, Timothy, um, Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and 1. And he tells him, he said, Timothy, hey, know this, that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. And he begins to talk about um, the characteristics of people that will make up the last day society. And it is a self generation. It is a generation um, that is just not a good generation. For the first characteristic is that they will be lovers of themselves. And no other time have we seen how people are so in love with their selves. And so... um, I did a teaching on this in a previous podcast where I, I, uh, episode where I broke down all the different characteristics that will make up the last days. And it's just very powerful and it's really eye-opening because when you begin to read it and you begin to study that out and look in the Greek and see, 
you know, what the original language was saying. We are in that time. We are in a perilous times. We are in difficult, risky times. And um, it talks about the last of the last days that, you know, the last days was initiated at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. That's when it was initiated. And so for the last 2,000 years, we've been living in the last days. But this particular time that Paul was talking about to the apostle, uh, to his mentee in the faith, Timothy, was the last of the last days. Like that this is it, y'all. This is, this is the final countdown. So, you know, my heart was really kind of heavy because... I said, you know, there are those people that perhaps are listening to this podcast, maybe for the first time, you know, you you clicked on it and just out of curiosity, maybe because, you know, you might have seen me somewhere or what have you, or just trying to, you know, hear what, 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 what has to be said, or maybe you're kind of skeptical about, I don't know about all this. Uh, this this rapture stuff and, and, and this end time stuff. Well, let me just help you out here that the Bible is not just truth, but the Bible is absolute truth. And from the beginning of time, you know, they've always tried to refute the Bible, the word of God, but truth is always going to be contested and always going to have like, if it's a lie and if it's just a, a fantasy or, 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 or fiction or, you know, just something that's, that's not even, um, that's not even real. If it's not a fact, then just leave the people alone and let them believe what they want to believe. But, uh, you know, truth is always contested. And so, um, one of the things when I went to, um, went away to school at Bible college, you know, I've grown up in church and, uh, studied the Bible from a young child and have, you know, known the word of God and the things of God. And so when I went away and when I came back, I came back with a greater understanding and, uh, a stronger faith that, hey, God is real. He was more real to me than he was before I left. And so um, just from, you know, the things that, that line up uh, with history and the things that line up that the Bible is is a compass for our life. And the Bible predicts a lot of world events, some things that we are seeing taking place even right now before our eyes. And so there'll be those that will be listening to this podcast that maybe might not heed uh, the, the message or the warning, but when the rapture takes place, they'll remember and it will be too late, but you know, they'll be wanting to give their life to the Lord. And so, you know, I encourage you to do it while you can right now to give your life to the Lord so that when that time does come, that you will be ready to meet Christ in the air. I got a couple of announcements to make before I begin. I want to first announce that I'm going to be having a women's prayer luncheon in um, October, Saturday, October the 29th. It'll be in Indiana at the MCL on Township Line Road. So registration will be opening up in October. This is a registered event, so you'll have to go onto Eventbrite and register. And also there is a fee, $25 fee, and that will include your lunch. And so this is going to be a powerful, powerful time. I haven't had an in-person meeting in quite a while, and so I'm looking forward to seeing you face-to-face and for just um, the presence of God just to come together and to enjoy the presence of God and to fellowship and to have just a time of uh, where we eat some good food and um, mingle along with some other ladies. And I'm going to be sharing a word. God has given me a word. He's already been preparing my heart for what it is that he wants me to say and also been preparing on what he wants to do um, for those that will come. I know that the healing power of God is going to be there. 
And so if you have any type of sickness in your body, come, come, let me lay hands on you. Let me pray for you. Let me stand with you. Let me believe God with you for your miracles. So you want to be looking out for that information to be forthcoming and um, don't hesitate. Just come be there. I would love to see you there. There is limited seating. So um, I'm hoping to pack the place out and meet the um, maximum seating capacity. So again, that will be Saturday, October the 29th. So coming very soon, approaching very soon. And registration will open in October and it will close sometime in October. So uh, we need you need to make sure you make plans to be there. I'm also... Um, I was a part of a book collaboration called Champions in the Ring. And so that book is available to purchase. Um, I had a book signing a couple of weeks ago. It went very well. Did a lot of sales after the book signing as well. And I'm still shipping and signing books. And um, the cost to ship and sign is $25. So you can cash at me at dollar sign capital Paula. The P and Paula is capital Paula. And then the C and Cornet is capital and um, that's the cash app. Or you can send it via Zelle or PayPal. You can inbox me to, 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 to get, you know, that information um, through email. PaulaCornet32 at gmail.com and I will send it to you there. Then you can send me your address and I will sign and have that shipped to you. I won't tell you what it is that I write about, but I will say this, that if you are single and you know anyone else that is single, then you are going to want to get them a copy of this book because it's a very encouraging word that the Lord has given me and uh, gave me, gave me to share with this group of people. And so um, let's begin with this, with the lesson. Let's have a quick word of prayer. Father God, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that your word is alive and powerful and sharper than any twigged sword, that your word is truth, absolute truth. And I thank you, Father God, for everyone that is listening to this podcast. Holy Spirit, that you touch every heart and every life. In fact, right now, Lord, I thank you that you, they will sense your presence wherever they are, wherever they may be, Father God, they will sense your presence and that they will know that you are with them, that you are there. So I thank you in advance and give you all the glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, amen. Well, there are signs that are all around us of the imminent return of Jesus Christ. And if you go to a church and they're not teaching about end times or uh, getting you prepared for the end times, then shame on them. Shame on them. Because you should be hearing about the end times, okay? You should be hearing about, about the end time message. So I was thinking about something as I was beginning to prepare to... Um, record this episode and I thought about um my nephews they're grown now but um my nephews when they were a lot younger they used to come over uh to my mom and I we we share a house together and so they used to come over and visit quite a lot spend the night spend the weekend and uh but this one particular time we had stopped at the store and when we came out of the store the sky was dark the wind was blowing it looked like something was getting ready to definitely brew there was something was brewing and so um my mom and I said to each other, "Say, oh, it looks like somebody's getting ready to, getting ready to, you know, to some type of something's coming, some story." So my nephew looks up at me and he says, "How do you know, Auntie?" I said, "Well, because I can look at the signs in the sky. You know, the way the sky looks, it it lets me know. You know, that the storm clouds, a storm is coming." Well, sure enough, later on that night, 
there was a storm, bad storm, wind blowing, you know, all that kind of stuff, thundering and lightning. And so we came down to the lower level of the house and um, was there with my nephews. We came to the lower level and um, my nephew said, Auntie, you and Grandma said it was something brewing. And so the only way that we knew that is because we are aware of the signs of of a storm, the time. And the same is true for Christ's coming. There are signs that he gives us all throughout scripture of his coming. And we see those signs right before us, right before us. I was also thinking about a particular time when, um, when I was in high school, my freshman year of high school, uh, I remember we read the story of Romeo and Juliet. And, you know, it's kind of a kind of, you know, because of the way it's written, you know. And so I remember that every night my teacher would give us uh, a portion to read so many uh, pages or what have you to read so many acts. I think that's our scenes to read. And when we came in the next day, we would read it aloud again, and then she would interpret what it was saying. So it made it so much more easier to understand because I had someone there that was an inter- was interpreting um, that particular um, portion of reading. And so today I'm going to serve as the interpreter. That's what I've been serving as, as, as an interpreter of what it is that the scripture is saying, what it is that the word of God is saying. And so as I began to just kind of unpack this, I'm going to first review. We've been looking at in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. I'm going to uh, review verses 1 and 2, and then I'm going to start and give you some um, new information on verse 3. And we're going to touch, we're going to touch just a little bit about the Antichrist. This will be the first lesson where we actually touch there, you know, there. So if you've not heard the other previous episodes, you're going to want to go back and listen to those because before the... Uh, Antichrist comes on the scene first there is an event that will take place and that is the rapture of the church the rapture of the church okay so let me just remind you real quick of the background in uh, Thessalonica Um, someone was putting fear into the hearts of the young believers there was young believers there Paul had established his church and so he wrote um, the first letter of Thessalonians to deal with some of the issues that were going on and so as time went on they they weren't cleared up and so somebody was teaching prophetic verses inaccurately okay so they weren't teaching them right so they told the people that the rapture had already happened and that you're in the tribulation so this quite naturally this upset those that you know were newly saved they were like whoa this is terrible so i mean you know you just think about that if somebody told you you know you're in the tribulation you missed the rapture so if you were in that same position you would be upset as well so as a new convert you know they're listening to this reliable minister and if they told you that you missed the rapture it would make you upset so paul writes second thessalonians to set things straight in the heart of these young believers okay so he starts out by saying now we beseech you brethren so if you remember from the previous episode, this uh, word beseech is just an earnest request. And just to put it in very, very plain terms, Paul was just using his authority and his rank that he had founded this church. And so he was saying to them, I expect you to hear me and obey what I'm saying to you. Okay, so that's what that word beseech. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so this word coming is so very important. It's the Greek word paras. Um, Okay, now this word, it indicates that moment when Christ comes to collect his people at the end of the age. All right. And so this word, it can technically be used to refer to the second coming 
which is at the end of the tribulation. But also, Paul frequently uses this word to refer to the rapture. Okay, so in order to figure out which one he's talking about, you must translate the word um, parousia in the context of how it is used. And in this verse, verse 1, he's not referring to the end of, of uh, the, the coming at the end of the tribulation, but rather he is referring to the rapture. Okay, and so he said, well, how do we know this? Because the next statement he says, and by our gathering together unto him. So this next statement, it lets me know that he's talking about the rapture of the church. So he's referring to the rapture of the church and not the end of the age here in this particular text. And one more interesting thing to note as well. I don't know if you hear my, there's a train in the background. You may hear it. I'm sorry about that. But one more thing to note that's very, very interesting is that this word parousia, it indicates that there will be a strong presence of God that'll be felt when right before Jesus returns to gather the church. So his coming will not be a surprise for the believers. Those that are in the light, it will not be a surprise. But this, this word implies that there will be a general sense among believers that it's time for the rapture, that it's it's like something is getting ready to happen. Something's getting ready to, to take place. And I don't know about you, but those that I know that are in Christ, that is the sense that we get, that we know that, Hey, this is, this can't go on too much longer. Okay. So while the scripture does say that, you know, he will come like a thief in the night, but for those that, that the thief in the night, that is for those that are not anticipating his coming because they have no idea. But for those of us that are in Christ, that are in the light, we will be ready. We are awaiting. I'm not saying we are, we are awaiting his arrival. Okay. Now I remember, I'll give you a quick illustration that when I was younger, and when I went to school, most of the time, I very few times did I um, ride the bus. Most of the time, I, my mom would always um, pick me up. And so one thing that I knew is that no matter how late it got, that my mother was coming to get me. Now, there's a couple times where she was running kind of late. And I remember, particularly when I was in the eighth grade, and I was waiting for her to come. And my uh, math teacher, she would, she would stand uh, she would be coming, you know, leaving for the day and mostly everybody would be pretty much kind of gone. And so she would not leave me there by myself. She would stay there with me until my mother came pulling up. But I would always tell her she's coming. I knew without it that she's coming. So well, how did you know? Because she said she would. And I know that I could trust her word. She was not going to forgive me. She was going to come to get me. She may have gotten, you know, hung up somewhere or stuck in traffic somewhere, but she is coming to get me. And just as that I always knew that she was coming. It was just a matter of time she was coming. It's the same way like that will be like with the return of Christ. Our spirits will be awaiting and there will be a sense of his arrival. So it's not going to take us by surprise. Well, we don't know the hour of the day, but we know that the season is ripe for the rapture. All right. So let's continue here. So we, let me read this. Okay. It says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. So the gathering together is just gathering together. You know, just gathering us all together. So I'm going to read this again. I read it last week, but I want to read it again in the RIV where it just makes it very, very simple and very, very plain for us. Let me find it here. All right. Of Second Thessalonians, here's the RIV of Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 1. It says, Brothers, listen carefully. 
For I'm asking you in the strongest of terms to hear what I'm about to say and to do exactly what I'm asking you to do. The appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ is very near. The moment we have all longed and waited for is almost upon us. I'm talking about that moment when Jesus will finally gather us together for himself. Let's go on to verse 2. Okay, now he goes on to say, That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. So he tells him to be not shaken. Be not soon shaken. Be not abruptly shaken. If you remember this word, I said just to, just to make it like plain, plain, plain as day. Is One scholar put it, it's like a jumpiness or, or a nervousness. Now, I kind of admit, like, at at kind of the on, um, the onset of, you know, things that went on with COVID, all that, it was, oh, such a mess, so much going on with the elections and just riots and just, oh, just every kind of crazy thing. It seemed like it was all just dumped out all at once. And, you know, I'm thinking, like, okay, this is definitely something different in, in our time in history. You know, there have been peaks of things that have happened that line up with scripture, but not so close together like it has been here within the last probably five years. And so, you know, I was just kind of, kind of had like a, like a little nervous, nervousness, anticipation, you know, like, uh Oh, you know, what, what, what's, what's, what's going on here. And the Holy spirit just said to me, he said, look, just live your life, live your life. You know, you can't stop and say, well, I'm not going to plan this because the rapture may come. And I, no, just live your life. Just live your life, plan everything normally, how you normally would, how you normally should. And, you know, we we can't determine when that will happen or when that's going to be. So while you may wonder, you know, about the things that have happened, that have transpired, that are going on and continue to be going on, you may say, is this ever going to end? Are we ever going to get things to go back to the way they used to be? And the answer is no. No, things are not going back to the way they used to be or the way that we've known them because we are living at the end of the age. Things are getting ready to be wrapped up. So that's why we're seeing all these things that we're seeing. So Jesus says in Matthew, he talks about how that at the end of the age, it will be like a woman that is in labor. So the earth is actually groaning in the anticipation of the arrival of its creator. Okay, that's why we see these earthquakes and these fires and these strange happenings and, you know, these weird things. The earth is groaning and demonic forces are wilding out. They're wilding out because they know that their time is just about up. And so we see these things and Jesus um, gives us an example as a woman in labor. And if you've known of anybody that's had a child or you've had one yourself that, you know, you might have those labor pains, they may hit. A couple days, you know, they kind of start. And then when the time of the arrival of the baby to come, they start to get quicker and quicker and quicker and closer and closer together. And then, you know, you, you give birth. And so that's what it's like that the earth is groaning. The earth is actually groaning. So he says that you be not soon shaken in mind. And so this is just talking about mind, your mind, your will, and your emotions or your intellect. So what he's just saying is that you got to keep your head together. You got to get a grip. You got to get a grip. You can't let this stuff have you living in fear because it's it's coming and it's coming and it's coming. It's going to keep coming and it's going to escalate and it's going to get, you know, worse and worse and worse. All right. But you have to keep your mind together. 
you have to keep your mind together and so if that whatever you have to do to keep your mind together you may have to turn off the news and not listen to the news you got to stay away from people that are negative and doom and gloom you know and you got to keep your head together you got to get a grip all right you got to get a grip so be not soon shaken in your mind or be troubled so just troubled is like worried anxiety fear we see a lot of that today people taking uh medication for anxiety for fear and all these other kind of things well god hasn't given us the spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind second timothy uh one and seven says perfect love casts out all fear fear is not of god in no way shape or form and i remember when i went to the grocery store for the first time you know after they kind of shut things down and i remember when i got out of the car i was in the parking lot and as i walking across the parking lot fear tried to grip me fear tried to grip me and i had to say i said out loud i said no i will not fear no weapon formed against me shall prosper god has not given me the spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind i walked into that store got what i needed to get and you know of course you know like it was so solemn and so quiet because you could just sense the fear uh in the atmosphere from people because of this you know this 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 disease or whatever you know what i'm saying that people were so afraid and fearful you were afraid to look at people because you think you're gonna get you know get this to get this sickness and all that kind of stuff but i had to take authority over that to say no i'm not going to be afraid because god has not given me the spirit of fear so he tells him don't be troubled okay don't be troubled neither by spirit and when he says this by spirit what this means he's just talking about spiritual utterances that don't line up with scripture so paul is making reference to those teachers in Thessalonica that were teaching things to scare the people. So you got to use your brain. Use your brain that God has given you, okay? Use your brain that God has given you. And also discernment. Discernment is so key now in this day and time. It's so key. So you can't be moved by this stuff. When you know what the Word says, you won't be easily moved. I have a dear friend that was in conversation with her a couple, couple months ago, and it just blessed me so to hear her say this, that she was talking to her mother, and her mom was just kind of, just kind of, um, what's the word, like just talking about some things that were taking place, and, you know, her her interpretation of scripture was not quite correct, and so her daughter says, who I know reads the Bible like every day, and she was like, she just told her, she was like, mom, that's not what the Bible says. You know, we're not supposed to, that's, that's not what the word says. So that's what we have to, we have to know the word. All right. We have to know what the word says. So just like he says, um, you can't be moved by this stuff. Don't be troubled. Um, can't be moved by, um, what does it say? Neither, neither by spirit nor by word. And so this here, um, by word, it just simply put means by rumor. So there's a lot of rumors going around, you know, people like, have you heard, did you see, they said this, that, and the other. Just like when there are the, oh, let me make a note of this, let me back up. The spiritual, like spiritual utterances, let me give you an example of that. It's like those that say, um, try to predict when Jesus will return, they'll say stuff like, you know, he's coming back on this day and this day. And the Bible clearly says that no man knows the hour or the day not even Jesus himself. He doesn't even know. Only the Father knows that. Okay? And when he gives him the, you know, the okay, then that's when Jesus is going to, you know, come and get us. That's when he's going to start to descend from heaven. But he does not even know. There are signs that we see, but no one knows. So when somebody says that, I mean, it's just like, 
No, 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 no. Because the Bible clearly says. So if you know the word, okay, and you know what the word says, and you study the word, you read the word regularly. If you know what it says, like, no, the Bible doesn't say that, okay, or what have you. So he also says, don't be, okay, so not, neither by spirit nor by word. So like I said, that by word just means by rumor. So people will say, like, have you heard? Did you see? Or people will send, like, videos to me of stuff and um okay you know about end times you know and I look at it sometimes sometimes I don't because I don't have 20 minutes to waste on nonsense you know and things like that I mean you know the bottom line is just this Jesus is coming back and he's coming back soon I don't care what you think I don't care how you feel it's the truth and it's gonna happen all right it's just going to happen and so just get your heart ready get your heart right be prepared for his coming. It's just period, okay? It's just that point blank and period, okay? So there's so much information today, so much information. And, you know, the Bible says in Daniel, he talks about, it's a prophetic um, scripture, but talks about how that, you know, in the end, knowledge will increase. And so knowledge is increasing more and more and more and more and more. Just look at, you know, like the iPhone, Okay, it's like as soon as you get the latest model, you get it all together and get how to work it. Then they come out with, you know, two more models before you can, you know, a lot of times I just keep the one I have for a while until it just goes kaplunk. And then I just get the newest. And by the time I get the newest one and get it all together, then they've gotten five more out. So knowledge is increasing. Okay, but you can't believe everything that you hear, especially on the news and TV. You cannot believe all this stuff. Okay, that stuff is scripted. That stuff is not real life. You know, that stuff is just, you know, most of it's lies. Okay, so that's why you have to watch who you listen to because you could be feeding fear with what you're listening to. And if you're operating in fear, you are going to make poor decisions. There's so many conspiracy theories out here today. There's conspiracy theories about the mark of the beast, about, you know, uh, when the end is going to happen and uh, what you need to do to, you know, for the winter and all this other kind of stuff. There's conspiracy theories about COVID. There's conspiracy theories about the presidents, about riots. You got to keep your eyes on the Bible. Okay, it's more important now than ever before to read the word of God. It's not just something, you know, that 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 you just casually do. We say, well, I don't understand the word. Just start in the Psalms. Okay, start in Proverbs. Start. That's an easy place to start. If you read there's 30, 31 um, Proverbs. If you read uh, start at the beginning of the month when there's 31 days, you know, 30 days, you could read 30. The, the last one, you know. For 31 days, you know, there's only, I think, five times where we have 31 days. But if you read, like, day one, October the 1st, read Proverbs 1. Read it, read it, read it. Underline those things that stick out to you, that that, that, that point out to you. You say, well, I'm not a Bible scholar. Well, you don't have to be. But, you know, you need to be reading the Word every single day. Because what you feed the most, that's what you're going to believe. And that's what's going to shape your um, you know, your belief system. So you got to listen to the Holy Spirit and he will tell you what's the truth. I know he tells me sometimes I'm watching, might be watching something on the news 
And, you know, listening to Suzanne, I know it's, that's not all the truth or that's, you know, there's more to that story than that, that just don't sound right. And a lot of times if it don't sound right, it's not right. And even sometimes in listening um, to uh, ministry, those, you know, in teaching and stuff, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's not always the truth or it's not doctrinally correct. So let me read um, the RIV version of verse two. And it's kind of long, but that's okay. We got got a little bit of time, and then I'm going to jump into verse 3. I'm going to just kind of start that quickly. Let me see what I got here. Okay, so 2 Thessalonians 2 and 2, it says, Listen carefully. Some things will be happening right before his coming that could shake you up quite a bit. I'm referring to events that will be so dramatic that they could leave your head swimming. Occurrences of such a serious nature that many people will end up feeling alarmed, panicked, intimidated, and unnerved. Naturally speaking, these events could put your nerves on edge and make you feel apprehensive and insecure. How I wish I could tell you all these incidents were going to be just a one-shot deal, but when they finally get rolling, they're going to keep coming and coming one after another. That's why you have to determine not to be shaken or moved by anything you see or hear. You need to get a grip on your mind and refuse to allow yourself to be traumatized by these events. If you let these things get to you, it won't be too long until you become a nervous wreck. That's why you have to decide beforehand that you are not going to give in and allow fright to penetrate its way into your mind and emotions until it runs your whole life. You can't do nothing. I'm saying this now. You can't do anything or go anywhere because you're you're afraid or frightened. I also want to tell you not to be too surprised if people start making weird spiritual proclamations and off-the-wall utterances during the time just before the Lord comes. All kind of strange things are going to happen during those days. It's going to get so bizarre that you might even receive a letter from someone, um, from some person who claims that the day of the Lord has already come. Who knows? They might even attach our name to it, alleging to have our endorsement. Or they might even send it as if it were written and sent from us. So I don't know about you, but this stuff sounds all too familiar of the time we're living in right now at this very moment. All right, so let's pick up here in verse 3. And this message is going to go just probably a little longer than usual today, but that's all right because I'm going to say what I need to say. All right, so verse 3 says, let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition so that day is just talking about the rapture of the church so before the rapture before the antichrist comes center stage there will be a falling away first he uses this word first and in the greek this is the word proton and it's just first in order so it's first place is first in sequence to begin with. It says, let no man. And when it says it in the Greek, it's a very strong statement. It's a very like, give this a strong rejection. Let no man, okay, let no man deceive you. So he's talking about um, these people that they, they were, um, there was people that were teaching. And deceive just means to promote delusion or to cheat you or to take advantage of you by trickery, okay? So it's giving you a distorted impression. The thing about deception is that when people are deceived, they don't know it. 
And it's very, very sad because it's like talking to a brick wall. And so, you know, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit has to come in and open their eyes to see and their ears to hear, you know, what it is you're saying. But right here, Paul is talking about there were people that were uh, probably could be probably sincere people who, but they had, they were teaching the things about the end times, but they had no foundation. And so they were trying to teach about the end time events. And so the information that they were giving was delusional. Okay. It wasn't correct information that they were giving. So he says, let no man deceive you by any means. So by any means, it just means you got to, you got to refuse to let them dominate you with their manipulations. Okay. You got to know the truth because when you know the truth, you won't believe a lie. So to put it in plain terms, he says, you better not let no one deceive you. Nobody. So how do we avoid deception? Well, you got to stay in the word. You got to read the word. Give you an example. When I was going to um, this one particular church, I was there and um, a couple times, several times, the, the pastor wasn't teaching correct doctrine. You know, he wasn't teaching correct doctrine. So the people jumping, shouting and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just looking around like, oh my goodness, that is not what that's saying. That is, you know, that was not, that was not interpreted the correct way. And so, um, I was sitting there and I was just like, these people have no idea because they don't read the word. But if you read the word, you would know like, no, that's not what that's saying. That's not what, you know, the Lord is. That's not what that's saying. So you got to know the word. All right. You got to know the word. And the only way to know the word, you got to read the word. All right. So when you read the word, you're going to know the word. He says, so let no man deceive you by any means for that day. Talking about the rapture. That day shall not come except there be a falling away. This word falling away is a Greek word apostasy. That's where we get the word for apostasy. So it's just a falling away. And this is not referring to the rapture of the church. Some people say this is the rapture of the church. That's not what that means. This word apostasy historically always describes and mentions, uh, always describes a, a mutinous attitude or a rebellion or a turning away from God. So the Bible predicts a worldwide mutiny against God in the last of the last days. There have been so many changes in our society, okay, that that our attitude, uh, a lot of times people's attitude towards God is not how it used to be. It's not how it used to be. If you if you think about like 50, 60 years ago, um, it was it was just a different time. Okay, then that there was just a different time. So after the um the falling away happens. So first of all, the rapture of the church is going to happen. But before that, before that can take place and happen, there's going to be a falling away, which we've seen that. We're seeing that apostasy. We're seeing that right now, right before our very eyes. There's a falling away that is taking a place. Okay. Then the next event that's going to happen is the rapture of the church. Then the man of sin will be revealed. The Bible goes on to say, it says, all right, let's see. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a falling away apostasy at first, and that man of sin will be revealed, the son of perdition. So why is it that he will be revealed at that time? Why, 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 why? Well, because 50 or 60 years ago, if the Antichrist would have, would have tried to be introduced, the world would have recognized him. The world was more... Uh, Bible based. In fact, if you read the Old Testament, a lot of our laws were based in Scripture. And people had more of a reverence for God and the things of God and more of a knowledge of God. Throughout the years, there have been a secret evil plan, a secret evil plot in operation to modify the world to set the stage for the Antichrist. 
So the world doesn't know the Bible like it used to. In fact, when I've gone to churches, I found that a lot of them that I go to, that the people, while they may be highly educated and um, things of that nature, but they're ignorant on the word of God and the things of God, on basic things, on on, on elementary um, doctrines and principles and teachings that are in the, the word of God. And the world is extremely different than what we grew up in. You know, you hear people say, um, like about this new generation and things like that, like, you know, they just do things different or they don't do things. They don't do that anymore. And yesterday, there is a mutinous attitude toward God. The Bible is old, they'll say, or it's outdated. Or the world says, well, when you do that, you know, we're going to do it a new way. And the world has become lawless. It's become a lawless world. Anytime you talk about defunding the police, like that is crazy. That is insane. You know, we need the police. They may need to be reformed, perhaps, yes, but defunded? No, no, we need the police. But that's exactly where we're at, and that's exactly what we have. And that's exactly what they want, because it's a setting for the stage for the Antichrist. It's a, it's a perfect setting for him to come center stage. So when it goes on to say here, it says that the man of sin will be revealed. And this word sin is not the, the normal word, harmarchy, I think that's how you say it which means to miss the mark. But this is another Greek word, anomia, which means lawlessness or a lawless attitude. So lawless people will embrace this lawless leader as the answer. So all this has to take place before he can actually be received because he's not going to be received in, in, in a society that is not lawless. It has to become lawless in order to be received. And so... This word revealed is the word akapalusis, and it just means to uncover, to reveal, to unveil something that has been veiled or hidden, but it becomes clear, becomes invisible. So the Antichrist is here on the earth, you know, the actual Antichrist. He is here on this earth. He's alive, but he's being hidden right now, and he's waiting for his time to take center stage. And um, so who is it? Well, I don't know who he is, and I won't know who he is, because when he is revealed, I will be out of here. I will be gone. And, um, you know, there's speculation of to who it, who it could possibly be, but, uh, we don't know for sure, you know, exactly, but that I definitely believe that he's definitely alive and he's on this earth and, um, he is not in public view right now. He's in private. All right. And he goes on to say, uh, the son of perdition and this word perdition, it means rotten or decaying. So this is a Greek word that's used to describe meat that has maggots on it. And if you've ever seen meat with maggots on it, that's the one nasty thing to see. It's so gross. So the Antichrist, the leader of this um, New World Order, and they're gearing things up for the New World Order right now, all right? Um, they're gearing things up for that, um, you know, they're, this, this was happening behind the scenes. They're gearing things up for that. Um, this, this Antichrist, um, he'll be the leader of the New World Order, He's a progressive thinker. He's a man of sin. So everything he touches will be doomed. Everything. There's nothing good about him. So you got to remember, he's not like Jesus Christ. He's the Antichrist. He's against Christ. He's Satan's son. So he is the epitome of evilness, wickedness, and anything that's decaying. So let me read the RIV of 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3. It says, In light of these things, I urge you to refuse to allow anyone to take advantage of you. For example, you won't need a letter to tell you when the day of the Lord has come. 
You ought to know by now that this day can't come until first a worldwide insurgency, rebellion, riot, and mutiny against God has come about in society. Once that occurs, the world will be primed, prepared, and ready to embrace the man of lawlessness, the one who hates law and has rebellion running in his blood. This is the long-awaited and predicted son of doom and destruction, the one who brings rot and ruin to everything he touches. When the time is just right, he will finally come out of hiding and go public. So, when will he go public? you have to stay tuned to next week to hear that. Of what's going to happen there. So in closing, I just want to, um, I feel compelled, you know, by the Holy Spirit, just to pray for those that maybe uh, have fear and that are fearful of things, fearful of the future. You may be fearful of, perhaps you may have some things going on in your physical body that, um, you know, you, you have fear. You may be fearful to go places or do things, or uh, you may have fear of uh, what's ahead. You may have fear of, just the future so I want to pray for you and I know that as I pray that God is going to uh, deliver you from that because fear has torment and fear will paralyze you fear will keep you locked in a place and God has not called us to fear even though these things are happening and there's these things are to come we're still not to live in fear but we got to walk by faith and not by sight so father God I come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Lord, I thank you that you are all-powerful, you are all-knowing. I thank you, Lord, that you're omnipresent, that you're able to be everywhere all at the same time. And I thank you that right now you're here in this room with me. But not only that, Father God, but that you are wherever those that are listening, you're where they are. If they're listening in Canada, you're there, God. If they're listening in their bedroom, you're there. If they're listening in their car, you're there. If they're listening in their living room, in their kitchen, you are there, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that you said in your word that you've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. And so I rebuke the spirit of fear on the hearts and minds of those that are listening. And I speak for faith, faith to arise in each and every heart. I pray for that one, Father God, that doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Father, that they will make a decision today, right now, at this hour, at this time, to come to the knowledge of the truth and be set free. I thank you, Father God, that your love is ever reaching and extending and you're still giving us time to make it in and to make things right with you. I thank you, Father God, for the awesome plan that you have to get us out of here before it gets too bad. And I thank you that you continue to have mercy upon us in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and you want to do that, Say this prayer with me right now. Just repeat after me. Just say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you right now, a sinner in need of a Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, wash me and make me clean, and help me to serve you in this last hour. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you said that prayer, be sure to send me just an uh, email at paulacornet32 at, three, at gmail.com. And um, go get, get in a Bible teaching church where you can be strengthened and edified and um, just grow in the things of God. Don't forget the words in Romans ten seventeen. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.